0: God bless you and welcome to Yesterday Ended, Healing the Traumas of Life. I'm your host, Dennis Dobbin. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's very easy to get stuck in a rut. We get used to doing things the same way all the time. We have a certain diet that we follow, sometimes for worse and not better. We get used to the status quo. This is the way we've always done it. We come to believe this is just the way things are. And it can get even worse when we get to the point of, why fight it? I can't change. If you're having trouble changing your mind, if you're having trouble walking in freedom, if you think you can't win the battle of changing your mind and getting out of your rut, then today's episode may be of use to you. Give a listen. Are you stuck in a rut? Do you have a habit that has taken over your life, a fear or something that frustrates you? All too often, it's easy to carry a mindset that developed years ago that lingers and leashes us and doesn't let us go. We're allowed to go so far and no more. But God has called us forth to be unfettered and to walk in the freedom that Christ paid for on the cross. Christ was victorious not only over sin, but death, which is the ultimate consequence of sin. Through the grace and mercy of God, we have been set free from our past. There's a record in one of the Gospels that gives us a picture of what the victory of Christ has wrought for us. We find it in John chapter 11. In this chapter, we read about a friend of Jesus named Lazarus, who fell sick and ultimately died. A number of days later, when Jesus arrives on the scene, not once but twice, Jesus is blamed for the death of Lazarus by his two sisters. Their response to him for not arriving earlier was, If you had been here, my brother had not died. But now, not only has Lazarus died, but he's been in the grave for four days. Jesus goes to the graveside, and we pick up the record in John 11, verse 38. Jesus, therefore, again groaning in himself, cometh to the grave. It was a cave, and a stone lay upon it. Jesus said, Take ye away the stone. Martha, the sister of him that was dead, saith unto him, Lord, by this time he stinketh, for he hath been dead four days. Jesus saith unto her, Said I not unto thee, that if thou wouldest believe, thou shouldest see the glory of God? Jesus had been giving promises to Martha throughout their conversation once he had arrived on the scene. But Martha doesn't seem to have been picking up on what Jesus was saying about the situation. As he said, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he was dead, yet shall he live it's amazing and somewhat sad that at times the answer to our challenge can be talking to us and we totally miss the blessing martha's faith had not yet grown to the place to fully accept that the impossible wasn't a word jesus believed in though she believed that jesus was the christ the son of god believing that her four-day-old dead brother could be raised from the dead wasn't something she was thinking about. She was looking at the facts, not the truth, that was standing in front of her. Throughout the history of Israel, it was not unheard of for people to be raised from the dead, but somehow, to her discredit, Martha hadn't connected the dots between Jesus and her brother being raised from the dead. We were crucified with Christ, we died and were buried— But then we were quickened and raised up from the dead. We are now new creations. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. It's time for us to come forth. Come out of the grave. Be brave to put off the clothes of death. With the thoughts that were hurled, aimed at your heart and mind, intending to blind you from the truth, you are free you've been loosed from the things that bind so you can leave them all behind claim the power of his victory he's erased your sinful history come forth come forth to the newness of life come forth to the end of strife be filled with his joy and peace the type that does not cease. Because the source is from above, it was sent to you in love. So make a stand, do not run. Walk in his spirit and have some fun. Speak the truth to all you meet. You are the one that can't be beat. Come forth. Jesus commanded those at the gravesite to remove the stone, and they did. Once that was accomplished, Jesus prayed to the Father and then commanded, Lazarus, come forth. So you think you have problems with your current challenge? What would it have been like to be Lazarus and actually die? If you're listening to this, you may have health challenges, but you're not dead. There's still hope. When Jesus said, come forth, it was a command. I once heard the analogy that a rut is a grave with the ends kicked out. We're stuck in one direction, and unfortunately, it's not moving forward. It's time for us to take to heart the call from Jesus to come forth out of the grave. We were crucified with Christ and died and were buried. But then, according to Ephesians chapter 2, we were quickened and raised and made to sit at the right hand of God. It's time to come out of the grave and walk in newness of life that we have been given. The record concerning Lazarus continues in verse 44. And he that was dead came forth, bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was bound about with a napkin. Jesus saith unto them, Loose him, and let him go. This is quite a sight to imagine. Lazarus came forth out of the grave, bound similar to a mummy with strips of cloth wrapped around him. Imagine the confusion in Lazarus at this point. He'd remember being sick for a few days, and now he's waking up in a grave, bound in grave clothes. He's just heard Jesus telling him to come forth, and so he gets up and walks out. And then Jesus commands those nearby to loose him and let him go. My intent today is to loose you and let you go from the ruts you have fallen into. We need to recognize and claim the freedom we have in Christ and that we are not to be in bondage to anything. Jesus declared in John 8, in verse 31 and 32, Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, If ye continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Whatever rut you are in, there are some verses in the Bible that will give you the truth concerning your situation and the means by which you can be set free. The challenge we face is taking the time to find those scriptures, memorize them, meditate upon, or as Jesus said, continue in them to receive the power of the freedom they hold. You may have noticed It's a bit of a challenge to renew your mind. But Jesus told us, Be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. We too can overcome the world and the thoughts of it and the junk that has been hurled at us to try and blind us from the truth. The time you are taking right now to receive this instruction in the way of the Lord is strengthening you. The more of the word of God you receive into your heart, the stronger you will be. It says in Romans 10:17 that faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of Christ. It seems a ridiculous idea, but the situation with Lazarus could have turned out very different. Jesus calls out to Lazarus and in a commanding manner tells him to come forth. Lazarus, in confusion, could have decided it was safer to stay in the grave. And he might have felt warm and cozy in the grave clothes. Unfortunately, at times, we fall into a crazy mindset and accept it as our truth. There's only so much I can do. I'm a shy type of person. I was never educated. I was born on the wrong side of the tracks. There's so many excuses we can make and unfortunately believe that stop us from coming out of the grave and into the light and life of Jesus. It's amazing how easily we can compromise the truth. This week I started a Daniel fast. Simply stated, a Daniel fast consists of fruits, vegetables, nuts, whole grains, while abstaining from meats and dairy and added sugars, and not drinking anything but water. So this morning for breakfast I thought I would eat a sandwich made out of whole grain bread, with peanut butter and instead of jelly, sliced grapes. It was actually quite good, but then I realized the bread I used was leavened, and you're not supposed to eat leavened bread while on a Daniel fast. I only had a couple of slices of bread left and didn't think about it because it's really good whole grain and nut bread. But there's that one small detail of yeast, otherwise known as leaven. That was used to make the bread. I'm totally new to the Daniel fast and haven't studied much details of it yet. I'm still learning. I thought I was being so clever slicing the grapes instead of using jelly, which is processed with a bunch of sugar. Oh well, I'm learning to get out of a rut of what I'm eating with the greater goal of turning and moving closer to God. A little bit ago, I wanted to eat a snack, so I thought I'd have a little leftover potato salad in the fridge. Unfortunately, I leaned too heavily on the word potato salad without thinking of the egg in the mayonnaise that made the potato salad, which was potatoes, onions, celery, and black olives. It's what I had in the fridge, the way things always have been done. It was leftover from a party a couple of days ago. God is in the details and I haven't thought through all the details of the potato salad. I went shopping this morning and bought salad fixings and potatoes and onions and red peppers and mushrooms. I have some beans in the pantry and now I need to go get some tomato sauce and I'm going to make meatless chili. I'm also going to see if I can find some unleavened bread. Crazy enough, Of all the eating and drinking ruts that I am in, this one thing I will miss the most during the fast is drinking my tea. So eating and drinking is only one small example of a tradition or lifestyle or rut that we can get into. Well, what about the way we think? It may be true you are what you eat, but it's truer you are what you think. Some people have family traditions or cultural traditions that they follow that unfortunately don't lead them closer to God. And some of the things we may have experienced in our lives may have developed a mindset in us of defeat. I've heard stories from a couple of friends whose mothers were perfectionist when it came to keeping a spotlessly clean house. They lived in terror, of their mother finding something out of order or dirty in the house that they may have caused? Is there a family tradition that has you boxed in? Do you move through life with a peaceful mindset or are you compelled or driven to the point of OCD? What drives you to do the things that you do? It's great to have a strong motivation in our lives, but does it dominate to the exclusion of sanity? I have multiple lists of things to do. I endeavor to keep my house and life clean and organized. But for some people, they can become obsessed. Things must be done a certain way to obtain peace. But even then, the peace is fleeting because of worry of keeping things clean and in order. I have learned some new things about myself and my eating attitudes while doing this fast. It's not like I wasn't eating, like having a water fast, so it wasn't so much being hungry as it was learning and trying to put into action something new, like renewing your mind. Trying to do this Daniel fast this week will be a steep learning curve. To really do it faithfully would require more study and more investment in different foods to be ready to fully appreciate the fast. Coming out of a somewhat dietary rut this week has been challenging but doable. It's just takes some effort. What effort are you taking to get out of your rut? If I had not been challenged to do this Daniel fast, there are several aspects of my life that I would not have considered. Hopefully, I have challenged you a bit to think about where you are in your walk with God. To take a checkup from the neck up is a good thing from time to time. It's too easy to get comfortable doing things the way we've always done them. When Jesus came on the scene, Israel had fallen into huge ruts. Their anticipation of a spiritual leader had dwindled into a political leader. They were looking at the five senses not at the spiritual side of life. Perhaps it might be a good time to sit down with the father and ask him about your spiritual diet. It's time to make sure you're not stuck in a rut.